Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Armstrong. Busy, busy week for me. I hope everybody had a good week. I had a crazy week. Um, Traveling all over the place. Spent that, as I said last week, I was down in uh, Georgia and in Atlanta specifically. Um, And then I popped up to New York City for a day and uh, did how I did the Howard Stern show actually uh, last I think it was last Monday. Never done Howard Stern before, so I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to be sitting there for five minutes or five hours. But um, you know, I, I, first of all, I want to I want to say thank you to the overwhelming amount of emails, calls, texts, the tweets, messages, etc., from people all over that heard it and appreciated it and uh so just know that i appreciate uh the support um it was an interesting uh, interesting conversation and, and it, it, you know everywhere from obviously my past in cycling to uh my past with testicular cancer more specifically real real interesting talk about balls and things like that which i've never done on anybody's show but uh i guess that was to be expected um, so, uh, thank you to Howard for having me on and for his, you know, his whole crew for helping to make it happen. And everybody at Sirius XM, Scott Greenstein, all the people that, uh, that put us in touch. So, uh, thanks to you all. I then went on and I, I basically flew straight back to, to South Carolina and spent the entire week at, at, uh, my old teammate and good friends, uh, training camp. George Hinkepi has a hotel down and outside of Greenville called Hotel Domestique. And he does these training camps, uh, I think he does probably half a dozen a year, but this was the big spring camp. We had a, a full roster um, sellout crowd or sellout camp, I should say. Um, and so to all the campers that came out, um, you know, thanks for being great, great guests and great, uh, um, although the, the skill levels varied, as you can imagine, by trying to put 15 or 17 people from across the country uh, together. Um, it was a great group, great vibe, great energy, uh, good stories, and uh, um, and fun to spend time with you all. So, And if you guys get a minute, or you listeners at home that weren't there, because there's probably a lot of other people that weren't there, uh, give it a listen or give it a give it a look. Uh, go check out George's Hotel there you know, outside of Greenville, South Carolina, Hotel Domestique. My guest this week... I've talked about my guest this week before. My guest this week is Simon Illa. And it's been a few months, and I, 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 I talked about... Simon wrote a book about his life, and I, I, I spoke about it a few months back in one of the intros, and I got a lot of emails and stuff into the inbox saying, why don't we have him on the, uh, the podcast? And so Simon lives in Atlanta, so I was able to grab him while I was there. Very interesting guy. Very interesting. I think you guys are going to find this interesting uh, to listen to his his life story, his career story, and where he's not not where he's been, but where he's going. Um, uh, Simon was born wasn't born Simon Illa. He was born Brad Gilbert, and he was born with osteogenesis imperfecta, otherwise known as brittle bone disease. Uh, so he's had this his entire life. Not only did he have it, his brother also had it, and the whole life story. I won't tell you too much but it, it it's um there were a lot of uh, a lot of headwind uh for simon and so for him uh, and 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 what i also mentioned too a few months back when i when i talked about his book is simon 
um, edits or, or helps co-produce or clean up this podcast every week. So they don't, they don't always go off so smoothly without a phone ringing or without a dog barking or without somebody's car alarm going off outside. Well, the listener at home won't hear that most of the time because Simon sits in, in the, in the mixing room and cleans that stuff up. So, uh, uh, you know, he, he's, a, he's an integral part to this podcast. I found our conversation to be very, very interesting. I think you will too. And, uh, check him out, check out his book too. The book is on Amazon, Simon Illa tracking identity. And, um, uh, and then uh, and enjoy the hour that, that he and I spent together. I know that I did one funny story that I wish he would have said on the podcast, but he didn't. Uh, we were we were trying to get him out of, we actually did it in Jesse Itzler's house, and we were getting him out, and he said, and he's got that voice, he said, you guys think, uh, he goes, I have the biggest balls here, that's the only reason I'm in this wheelchair. Might have been one of those things you had to be there, but it was pretty funny. Anyways, enjoy the hour with Simon. We'll catch you next week. Meet you, man. Good to meet you in person. Yeah, good to finally meet you. In we, person. I feel like I know you. Same here. I feel like we had. Well, you've listened to a lot of conversations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for our listeners at home, we Simon. Ed, I don't know what you call it. Edits, produces, cuts up, fixes because I screw stuff up all the time. A little bit of all that, yeah. Yeah, you know, like the doorbell rings, the phone rings, my computer makes noise, I burp something. You, you got to go clean up my some mess. Food. What? I said that. I think there was a time you ordered some food. Did I? Yeah. What was it? It was interesting. I, I um, because when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time in Paris, Texas, and then as an older kid, I spent a lot of time in Paris, France. Yeah. And then I start reading about your life, and come to find out, you also grew up in Paris. Another Paris. Another Paris. I mean, yeah. every state must have a Paris. I would Paris, think so. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. But Paris, Illinois, mm-hmm. and so then I went on my Google Maps. Or Google Earth, I was like, where the hell is Paris, Illinois? Middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Closer yeah. to Indy than it is to Chicago, I realized. Yeah. Yep. Man. That would have been a tough, tough gig. I mean, it was growing up. It's just, um, you know, nothing going on. It's like yeah. stereotypical. Actually, on the way here, we had a hilarious conversation about Footloose, the movie. The movie, was on last night. Oh, it was maybe, on last night? Yeah, maybe. All maybe. kids, so we, we watched that when we were kids, but like all all of our kids yeah. should watch that movie. Yeah. Yes. And it, it made me think of Paris when I watched that last night. Wow. I was like, oh, this is very Paris-like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like middle of nowhere, really. And you, and, 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 and your story is well known, right? So the, the listeners will know the story. You're, obviously, all your fans and friends know your story. So you're you're born with oi or or, mm-hmm. or brittle bone syndrome yeah immediately so you immediately yeah were, were that, that was a challenge it was and my um i don't talk too much about it in public my i don't bring my family into it too much my older brother right also has. brian yeah and he's five years older than me right. so he was born with it and then when i was born the doctors were basically like whatever you're doing with the other guy do that with this guy. Right. You know what I mean? Just take care of him. Yeah. And so, had there been a third brother, I mean, it's that, it, 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 that's the thing, they don't know. They said that, interesting. They said it's so rare to have two siblings 
that both have it. Huh. But yeah, I had half brothers. So my brother Brian is like my only full, full brother. brother. Yeah. Right. Same mom, same dad. Yeah. Yeah. And so with with that, you never from day one, you never well obviously from day one, nobody walks, but you know, at yeah. age two, I mean you were never able to walk, never able to no. move without help or a chair. Yeah, but I but I was pretty independent. I can see that from day one. Uh, <laughs> I can yeah. say hey, you well, didn't need I, to tell me that. I talk about it. I, I do talk a lot, a lot about this because what it was is um, we never. We still don't know if I'm, my bones were stronger then or, or now or whatever. But my grandmother, who raised me um, after my mother died, she always says like she's like you were so impatient. So like. <laughs> I had to help your brother so much. You just got tired of waiting. Right. So if you wanted your toy across the room, you just crawl over and get it. Yeah. You wouldn't wait. Yeah. So she's like, you've always been that way. Huh. You didn't wait on anyone. So I think that that kind of helped me kind of, you know, build that personality. Right. Of like not waiting on anyone. Yeah, just like, yeah doing what I had to do. Yeah. I know I'm totally impatient. Well, anybody that knows me knows I'm super impatient. Maybe I'm a little more patient than I used to be, but you know, it's that 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 drive, not drive, but that uh, stubbornness. Yeah, I think sometimes obviously is a good thing. And your grandma that raised you was your mom's mom, or your or your. Yeah. Oh, look what you get to edit out now. Look at that, huh? See on the side of that. No, we're gonna leave that in. The guy who has to clean go. up shit like that just got busted. Then, See? Yeah, that was busted. That, that was highly unexpected. What was that? That was an Somebody, that was an alarm. Uh oh. That was my normal alarm in the morning. Oh, your wake up. Oh, you had to get up. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> so now I'm awake. Now, now that it'll start getting. For the listener, now. we are doing this podcast in the same location, actually opposite sides of the table that I did the Jesse Itzler podcast, which would have been the week before this one, but. Um, they are leaving. They're leaving for spring break, and so I was like, "All right, we gotta, I gotta clear out of here before they go to the <laughs> airport." So I was like, uh, "Mind if I use your office for a little podcast in the morning?" We appreciate that. Yeah, I and you had to get it. up early. Thank you, Jesse. There's a little mute button on the side of that iPhone. I, that's yeah. what I've heard. <laughs> okay, the so irony you, is it's on. That's why I'm like, anyway, because right. the iPhone is slipping, bro. It really, yeah, it it kind of is. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I'm. Ah, there you go, Kyle. Kyle Lucas on the in the clutch. Hey, so so grandma that raised you was your your mom's mom or your dad's mom? Mom's mom. Mom's mom. Yep. And when you lost your mom, yeah, it, it you were there. You and your brother there. were there. Yeah. I mean, that, that I can't even. Well, no, you know, nothing can prepare anybody for that. Much less, I mean, you with your health, and then losing your mom at such a young age. Yeah, I think it, uh, you know, uh, things like that that happen when you're young mm. definitely mold you. Yeah. But I think in a weird way, it just makes sense. I was fortunate enough to be young enough to not know, to really grasp it. Sure. But yet, as you get older, you look back on it and, mm. you know, you can take something bigger from it. Yeah. And your brother, you were three, your brother would have been eight, so he would have been in a different, different... And I've never heard him talk about it. Interesting. Not once. Huh. Because, yeah, 
Well, it'd be obviously be tough to talk about. Yeah. But that's why I never really bug him about it. Yeah. Just like he handles it the way he has to. And, yeah. you know, if he doesn't talk about it, he probably just doesn't need to. Yeah. He doesn't want to. Right. And so the, one of the, and, and, I, and I, I never studied or, or researched any osteogenesis imperfecta, which is the official name, which I also learned has been the name for brittle bone disease since 1895. I learned that yeah. today. Yeah. And then I learned that there's all these phases, you know, and then I learned the side effects and the symptoms and the, um, the challenges and the struggles with it, the broken bones. And I mean, you could literally break a bone. This, I guess I'm talking to the listener. You could break a bone just sitting here right now. Could. Yeah. That's broken, crazy. A, broken a rib from sneezing, you know, things like that. Wow. And you know, this, by the way, broken ribs are the worst. You can oh, break anything. Oh my gosh. The worst thing is a clavicle. I've done that. my clavicle. That's because yeah. that's connected to everything too. It's a, but a rib you can't breathe. Or you get, and you can't put a cast on it. You can't no. operate on it. They just send you, you home and go. Uh, yeah, this is gonna suck for but, a couple of weeks. But most of my broken bones were like that. Yeah. Because you know nothing. When at least for my type of OI, see here we go again yeah. clicking. For my type of OI, um, you know a lot of the bones are curved in the womb. Right. So when you're born, they're already curved. You can't really straighten them. You don't need to. Um, so a lot of times when I broke bones when I was a kid, it's just immobility. Yeah. You got to sit still. You got to ace bandage it if you can. Uh. Take some pain meds, you know. I was a kid. I knew what Darvacet was or Darvon. Yeah, I don't know what that so is. I think, but... like a, I think it's an opiate. <laughs> it was like in the 80s. Wow. So anything flew, but I was taking... Not a lot, but you know, one, once a year I'd have a major break. Yeah. You huh. know, but you, but what's weird is, it's not weird. You learn a lot of patience. Yeah. And you know, it's like, I'd have to lay still for days. Think about being a kid, you know, eight, nine years old, immobile. Yeah. For weeks. Yeah. Well, I think, it, you know, it depends on the person. I mean, that, that, that would drive most people absolutely crazy. Yeah. Right. But if you're of the mind, if you're the person that can sit there and go, "Hey, this is the cards I was dealt." Yeah. And you know, here's a, here's a, a, another speed bump, and that I broke something, and I have to sit. I mean, that's you got to be ready to to just sit in that. Yeah, and and a lot of it is. And I bring this up quite a bit too. A lot of it is what's relative to you. Mm. Some people ask, you know, like, "Oh, you ever wish you could walk? Like, you wish you could?" Not, I mean, shit, not really. Because you I never mean, walked. I've never done it. Right. You know, so it's like, and even when I was a kid, it's like I didn't have a choice. I'm not, I'm not, it's not a pity party. Right. It's just I didn't have a choice. I broke a bone. I had to lay still. I had to watch daytime TV with my grandmother. Right. Uh, you know, but. Oh um, As the world turns. <laughs> you see, oh, man, I saw a lot of that shit. A Wheel of, of Fortune. A lot of, a lot of that. Oprah. Oh, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, you know, there. yeah, you just, you. That is just your normal, yeah. you know what I mean? And my friends that I grew a, yeah, up with. That was your, some people have to have that reset. Your reset, you never needed. That was what you knew. Right. And like all my friends that I grew up with, they were and are used to it, you know? And it's like, it, that really framed who I am and what I've done. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, it's weird because I know you get philosophical. Um, I know you get philosophical in here because I've heard you... Uh, have all these conversations. So what's interesting to me is I grew up with that persistence. Mm. 
but also with that patience. Yeah. So it was that, you know, I knew how to go and get what I wanted because I had to most of the time. Mm. Um, but I also, within that, impatient. Yeah. Because it's just like things yeah. take time. Yeah. Persistence, patience, perhaps equals power. The three Ps, maybe. Uh, can we coin that right you now? You got it right here, right <laughs> now. That's yours. I'm donating that. Yeah. Speaking of donate, talk to uh, uh, Nick Shuley, our mutual friend, talked to, or mentioned to me mm-hmm. you have a charity or started or been working with a charity that, that yeah. deals with or works on or focuses on OI. Well, I, I started a, a foundation um, maybe six or seven years ago mm-hmm. called Mind for Music. Um, and what I wanted to do was, and what I have done a little bit of, is go back and mentor people with disabilities that want to be in the music business, but legitimately. And I don't mean somebody's in a wheelchair, they kind of like making music. I'm talking about people that want legit careers in the business. You know, um, I've worked with a couple people. I mentored a young uh, producer named Lorenzo Gatti, who is now in his early 20s. I just signed him to a management deal because he's so good. Um, and the only reason he got, well, he got brought in because he was diagnosed with ADHD, things okay. like that, which I'm not really sure if they totally exist, Yeah. but he's just a brilliant kid. Um, and let's see, I brought in a girl, Kaylin Heffernan, who's in a group called Wheelchair Sports Camp. Huh. She's a rapper. She has OI. She's from Colorado and she's dope and she's touring, you know, doing all these things. I brought her to Atlanta, took her to the studio. Basically gave her real industry experience. Right. So, and I've been dabbling in that. Not as much as I'd like to, but it's, you know, something I'm into, you know. Yeah. Let's see if you, you know, can you hear those kids? I mean, I don't think we can do much about the Itzler kids. Hey, keep it down. (laughs) Trying to record a podcast in here. I think that's just part of it. We'll let Simon that, figure it out. <laughs> Simon figure oh, they got, they out. Got a, they got to plug in like a little filter for kids. I, want, I meant to, I, I want to go back to your brother because it was your brother's an artist too. He's an amazing artist. Yeah, yeah oh I, I listened to your podcast on on uh, Creative Masters, and you talked about your brother and how you really you really spoke fondly about him and how, about how he he was at least it seemed from my perspective that he was sort of your north, like he was your you really looked up to him and and you were very complimentary of his art. Yeah. Um. I need to check. I love art. He's no, this is what's crazy about um, growing up with him. I would watch him work. I always wanted to be an artist. Because you are an artist, by the way. Well, I mean, the way he was, because he was getting all this attention. I always tell this story that when we were kids, um, you know, the small town garage sale. Mm -hmm. So my family had these things. Well, my brother would do it like age 10. He would set up shop out front of the garage sale. And draw cartoons for people. He would outsell the garage sale every okay, time. Right. You know, my grandma would get pissed. Is his like, art online? Um, he has his company is called Darklight Studios. He has a Facebook page. Oh, um, God, I don't know how to do Facebook. No, so I can send it to you. Darklight um, Studios. But anybody's looking for him, his name is Brian Gilbert. I do have a Facebook page, Brian Gilbert. Yeah. Not to be confused with Brad Gilbert. I, I was talking to Nick Shuley this morning. I was yeah. like, I was like. Am I, do I call him Simon or do I call him Brad? He's like, call him Simon. I go, what is he, a tennis hater? You know who Brad Gilbert is, right? I do, and of that's course. the other. And like, Nick didn't know. He didn't know? Nick, he was like, uh, lost me there, bro. I was like, seriously? Sound just like Nick. Yeah. No. I'm like, 
He was yeah. one of the best tennis players. He was. Kyle Lucas really? sitting in the room doesn't know. I. What are you, what's wrong with you people? Wait, was, was, is Brad Gilbert, is it really Bradley Gilbert? I'm no, wondering. I don't know. Because no. my real name is Bradley, but my family calls me that. Wow, this is something. And all my at. exes. All my exes. They do not live in Texas. No. Well, some might. Yeah, well. So his oh, wait, actually, I think one does. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can go down that road if you'd like. No, it's, it's a whole other <clears throat> podcast series. Yeah, so here, yeah, his his art, I'm looking online at his art, Dark Light Studios, it's, it's definitely, I love it because it is dark. He's, yeah, and what's, what's crazy is I grew up wanting to be like him so much because yeah. he got this attention, you know? Huh? And uh, it came to a point where when I was a teenager, it took me that long, it took me about 10 years yeah. to say, you know what, this shit ain't for me. I can't, art. Yeah, I can draw, right? you know, to get by, yeah. you know? But not like he can. I would just watch him and marvel. Like, how do you do? You know, which yeah. is a, any artist will tell you this is the thing they love. Somebody hanging over their shoulder. Yeah. You know. Right. It pissed him off. Yeah. Like, hey, draw me this. Draw me that. He still does graphic design for me. Um, but it took me until I was about a teenager to go, you know what? Maybe art's not the thing. Yeah. That's what, it took me that long to realize that maybe music was what it should be What's doing. And where does he live? He lives in Boston. Oh, so he's not anywhere near. No. Well, Boston must be for, you know, I'm, I'm assuming he rolls around just like you do. Boston is a fucking nightmare for Yeah, I mean, I would dude. never want to be, like, uh, well. They shovel snow onto the curb cuts up there. Like, that's what they do. So he's doing, yeah. I, don't, I mean, he loves it, though. He, I, I, think it's the, I think it's the environment there, though. Yeah. It's like Seattle. Yeah, you know, if you want to be bummed, be. move to Seattle, like, you know? When I get depressed, I want to move to Seattle. The same kind of thing. Like, let's go, let's go to Boston. Yeah. Let's talk about it because I was I, when I listened to the podcast uh, that I was listening to this morning. It was interesting because you, when you get out of high school, you went to college. Yep. And there were two interesting things that I heard. I listened. To, I got through almost all of it, but you talked about when you tried to get into the school of music. Yep. And <clears throat> I guess, which makes sense, if you want to get in the school of music, then you probably should read music right and you go and go on i i can't I, read music <laughs> well I'm, i've produced all these records I've, I've made music i'm a musician etc and the guy's like but can you read music i mean, just yeah they they it made sense at the time right uh, and when you're you know 18 i just turned 18 my birthday's in may so when i went to college i literally just turned 18 <clears throat> and that's i mean i i was a little more accepting if that makes sense. At that age, I wasn't as pushy. Where I'd be like, no, let me try this. Let me do this. Yeah. Um, they were just like, if you can't read music. The, I was going into classes. I would have been going into classes with people who have been studying music since they were 10. Yeah. You know? Right. They're like, you're going to be so far or, behind. Yeah, yeah. Or even like high school band or whatever. They're like, you'll be so far behind. You're going to spend your first year or two catching up, if that. Um, which made sense. So then my MO became... Let's just be in college, be around all these people that I can make music with, right. um, take as many music classes as I can that don't require reading music. Reading music. I took one theory class. Yeah. I dropped it after the third week. Yeah. We took the first exam I rolled out was like, no. F fuck this. Yeah, fuck this. Like, you can, you can grade that if you want, but by the time you get it, I will have, like, dropped this class. So some, then you graduate with a degree in geography and meteorology. Yeah. 
that's my second choice. <clears throat> I have a fondness for weather. Uh, you know what's weird is I grew up. People uh, get weird about that. People love to look at the weather. I I grew up um, weather channel weather dot com. What all about? I grew about. up afraid of storms. In the Midwest, you get a lot of tornadoes. I grew up deathly afraid of storms. And when I got older, I was like, I was philosophical in my young age. I said maybe the best way to get into this is to learn about it. Right. And then I became it. obsessed with it. To get over it or to get into to get, it? To, to, I mean, to get into it, meaning like understand it. Like, yeah. Nothing to be afraid of. It just is what it is. Then I became fascinated with it. Um, no, it's like the person that's that, that won't get on an airplane. You know, they have to take a Valium to take a flight. I mean, that's probably the person right. that should go take flying lessons. Right. And I used to be deathly afraid of flying. And then <laughs> when I started, when I really bounced into my career as a producer, one of my early clients said, one day somebody's going to offer you a check and say, you got to fly here to do this record. We're going to put you on a plane. What are you going to do? Right. I was like, that's thing I happened. Happened six months later. I had to get on a plane. Wow. You and then drive, that I fell in love with it. Could somebody drive? I mean, you could, you could have been. Dude, I took so many trains. Oh, no, we're going to get, in, we're gonna get into the train. train. I have a whole new idea Ooh. about, because, again, going back to the podcast uh, with, uh, what was it called again? Classic, what was it, what was it called again? Classic. Nobody Famous? No. No, Nobody Famous. I mean, this whole idea about the one-way ticket. But that's, I want to get into that in a minute because I think we all, and I think you guys kicked around this idea of of a series or just this idea or the, this, everybody has that story of the one-way ticket. Yeah. Like it could be your story. Well, let's just get into it because it's, it's this idea that you have a one-way ticket, right? Literally. My one-way ticket was in a U-Haul. Some people's one-way ticket is on an airplane. Yours was on a train. Yeah. And you show up in Philadelphia at the train station with- what, 200 bucks or something or less, if that if, if that. that i mean yeah if i if i may go backwards a, a little bit if you, you don't mind i you can go all the way back uh, <laughs> if you want. You, you're the boss here you well when i was a kid no um well after i after i graduated college i had to go back home right which was killing me because yeah. that was failure to me back to paris back to paris and i love my family dearly they're great i moved back in with my brother and i love that guy but it was just that was failure in my eyes, I had already worked at an indie label. I had produced over 20 albums um, at that, you know, indie level. But it was like, okay, now it was, it was like a step backwards. It's like, now I'm going home. Like, mm -hmm. And I made some trips to the East Coast with my record label, um, primarily to like music conferences. So I had some connections in Philly. And a couple of trips got messed up due to weather. I had a refund from Amtrak. This is like so cliche. You want to hear and, something really fucked up? I've please. never been on an Amtrak train. I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. It's actually pretty badass. If you can take it through the mountains, like Virginia, up the East Coast, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It, it's really Doesn't relaxing. Does it stop all the time or do you just get to go? It does, but you, not like a regional rail, but okay. you know, I mean, you might get a good stretch of two, three hours. I'll recommend this either from like DC to Philly is a beautiful route or like even Indy to philly yeah or philly to boston goes up the coast it's beautiful huh. you don't have to worry about i mean it's it, it's almost like when you fly you, you don't just get, get to a take seat it on in. the right side if you're on that one up the coast exactly yeah <laughs> you know the drill that's what i would always do like make sure it's on this side of the plane um but it's like when you fly which i appreciate too you don't really get to see things yeah. but you know when you're on a train you can actually see things yeah you know 
So, um, so this train takes you to Philly. Yeah, that I, was probably I had a, the, the leg Indy to Indianapolis to Philly. Well, I had a I had a refund ticket, and it'd get me to Philly, but it wouldn't get me back. Hmm. So I was like, yeah, let's do that because I was just I was at that point where I was done. I was back home. Right. It's like, what are you gonna do? It's either this or nothing. Yeah. So, so I took the chance. It was like, let's just see what happens. What's the worst that's gonna happen? That's how I felt. Well, it did. When it wasn't too good. From what I read, I mean, it wasn't. You you end up basically living in the train station. You got people. I I did, but it wasn't to the extent that maybe people would think. But it was. I would spend a couple of days there and then pop into a hotel. Yeah. I had connects with some hotels. They would just give me room keys, or like rooms that were still dirty, you know, yeah. but not disgusting. But I would sleep in my chair, um, you know, and I just did that for a couple of weeks. Mm. Until it, I lucked into an apartment. Not, not to get personal, but you just bring it up. But you sleep. This is off. I'm, I'm going to go back to Philly. You sleep in a in in a bed. Yeah. You don't sleep in your chair. That I'm. My like, my life is very normal. Yes, right. I have a giant. And can you? Bed and, I, and again, I'm an idiot, so I'm just. Gonna <laughs> it's ask okay. It's okay. Can you get out of that chair and get in bed? Yes. By yourself. I no have help. lived by myself uh, off and on for the past what years is fifteen years. Yeah. Yeah, and your had place, a roommate a couple yeah. of times, but nothing, no assistant. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And so all the other facets of life—going to the bathroom, going to the kitchen, making breakfast—you uh, know—I'm a bachelor. I don't make breakfast. That's yogurt and granola, man. That's that's great. I'm a bachelor. Wait, now that I don't make breakfast, that now that'll wait. Now we have Postmates making wheelchair life easier. Postmates, what are all these services? I never heard of that. Postmates will deliver anything, dude. Like okay, anything. we have that in Austin. We have a thing called Favor. Okay. You could order anything. Plus, the neighborhood I live in here in Atlanta, it's everything in my neighborhood. Yeah. You don't really need to leave the neighborhood for anything. Yeah. Studios are there. Everything. So, it's it, it, see, the, but that's what, it, goes, it all goes back to me not waiting on people and yeah. me just depending on myself. Yeah. It's how I was brought up, too. You know what I mean? Meaning, just everything, it all culminates. Hmm. into that so yeah staying in hotels and stuff like when i had no place to stay it was just i mean when you're early 20s it was right. exciting you know? <laughs> i was like this is this is cool i'm really living this yeah yeah i i i, I couldn't do it but yeah i'm a diva <laughs> i'm a diva i was I, like i was just on my way to diva dumb at that point but then you like, start then you roll up i, I read you re you rolled up to some uh uh label or studio and you just said and you just basically camped out like i'm 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 getting did that door. a couple of places yeah oh, you did oh, yeah but I'm, I'm i'm gonna I'm, this is you're gonna listen to this i would just sit out front and wait and i knew i'm like i'm in a wheelchair they're gonna peak their curiosity is gonna be peaked right like is this guy a rapper you know is he a singer like what is he, is he asking for money but they knew i would because i dressed nice yeah you know i wasn't bummy or anything and i just was sincere with everyone. That's that's like my key to everything. Yeah. Just sincerity. Yeah. It's like, hey, will you listen to my music? You know? It got me in some places. Some places it didn't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and the ones that did, they were skeptical still. You know, they'd hear my demo and be like, this guy really do this stuff? You know, like, there was a little bit of that. Hmm. But, you know, some things worked out and people figured it out that I did and I started getting work. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, because so much of what you've done has been hip hop or rap. I don't know what I mean. I'm that's I'm so most of my career is 
has been. Yeah, and I'm so like I don't know anything about like I love music, but I just like my kids listen to that. Yeah. So when I'm in the car with them, I I have to listen to it. Yeah. Like I know nothing. Like well, Jesse and I were talking. Jesse Itzler and I were talking about this the other day. But I mean, he he, I mean, obviously he grew up as a white rapper. Or, or came to be as a white rapper, and, and he, his old school idols are like these guys. He's you know, uh, Cool Modi and and uh, Tone. Lo- all these old guys. It's like who who the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you think of it right now, you're like, oh, Jay Z, Lil Wayne, and you know, Kendrick Lamar, and. Well, it's 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 nutty, and and the thing about the industry is, is it's just widening up even more, um, because of the internet. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, even when I moved to Atlanta and was working um, with a group called Lonegate, who is, and I now work with Kyle Lucas. Um, you know, us seeing that evolution of the industry, it's just like, it's so much, you have zero people between you and your potential fans. Mm-hmm. So like years ago, like those meetings I, you know, was begging for, you know, in the early 2000s, wouldn't even need them now. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, well, look at what we're doing, right? So that's this what, is that's what I'm saying. I mean, in the old days, I would have had to have, uh, you know, the W W K R P and since they would have to, <laughs> brought, you know, I'm using only that. you and I know what that is, right? Okay, well, so for the young, you'd have to have, uh, you know, a, a radio station, or and then it went into maybe a satellite radio station that that gave you the, the channel. Time. Yeah. And now we're like, yo, we'll set up the mics. I'm going to talk to Simon Oa, and we'll just put it on iTunes. Yeah, it's then, it's badass, and it's, it is it is badass. And even like with you know with with Snapchat and um, you know Instagram, uh, we were just talking. Well, we've been talking a lot actually about Gary V. Yeah, yep. Gary V. on the show. Right. Actually, that's how I got introduced to him was through your show. Yeah, he's a wild and man. He really is. Ooh, it's yeah. just to have a piece of that energy. <laughs> uh, you know, and he, but he really embraces all this technology and independence of those bigger companies. So that, that's what's interesting about now. And and then, because like going back again to back then when I was taking these meetings, none of that would have had to happen. Right. None of it. I just would have been like, I'm producing artists. We're popping it out there on the internet. It gets heard. You know, but then you had and to then have the somebody behind tours. you. What's that? Then the artist has to go tour and that's... Right. Exactly. And that, that was actually my bigger break in the industry is that I ended up... Um, living in what was a Hawthorne Suites hotel. Mm-hmm. My neighbor happened to be Vivian Green, who was an artist on Sony. And they were working with Floetry, which is another pretty big group at the time. I ended up doing tour production for them. Hmm. And that was just because they heard me making music in my, in my apartment. Yeah. They're like, are you a producer? I'm like, yeah. They're like, we might need you. So all these things just kept like falling into place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like once I left Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Philly Magazine. Was it, or no, there was. What was the big award? You got a big award, or, or there was a big. <laughs> well, was it that, that uh, there was a Philadelphia Magazine. There was a Daily News thing, but oh, Lance, if you they saw, they sound very different. They they, they do the funny, Blend, I'm sorry, Blender Magazine called you. I don't know what year they called you this. They called you Philadelphia's hottest producer. I mean, At that time, this was 2007, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. I was I was doing all right at that time. Yeah. Um, I had just been featured in Philly Magazine. I was on Miami Inc. Um, all these things were happening. So, And I moved to Philly in 2001. Yeah. So 
once again, that patience and persistence, it took me about six years to get to that point to where it was like, I signed with, um, it was brief and not very productive, but I signed with Timbaland on my 30th birthday. Um, you know, which was another monumental, you know, kind of thing to work up through the ranks to be even recognized by someone like that. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. Again, I wish I knew more about that genre of music. I'm just so. Well, you remember Sexy Back, like Justin Timberlake had that big record, Sexy Back, and all these things like Back. Do you, do you remember that, that album? Uh, listen. I, it's all right. If you I, it was huge. I, I am such a little white trash punk from Plano. Like, you're from Paris, Illinois. I'm a white trash punk from Paris, Illinois. Yeah. It's okay. And so. <clears throat> I'll, put it, I'll put it this way. Uh, uh, I mean, can I just read you something real please. fast? Please. Because I think because of this podcast and probably because of the way you edit it, Sirius XM asked me to host a show on Classic Rewind. Nice. And so here, yesterday, I was, I was driving to this race I did. I was a little bored. So here's my playlist. This, is, this will tell you just how dub T I am. Yes, you ready? here we go. Uh, now, this is in no particular order. And I will pass no judgment. Okay. So, and this is like 10 songs. So Van Halen, Ain't Talking About Love. Great song. Rush's Tom Sawyer. Queen's oh. Reich, Silent Lucidity. Yeah. Guns N' Roses, Civil War, Scorpions, No One Like You, mm-hmm. ACDC, Highway to Hell, yep. uh, Journeys Any Way You Want It, Okay. Uh, Roxanne by The Police, Great song. Uh, Looks the Kill, Motley Crue, yes. <laughs> Round and Round, Rat, Oh my God. Uh, we're, we're, t- you know, One with, by Metallica, Judas Priest, Breaking the Law, which I still listen to to this day, almost every day, Crazy Train, Ozzy, and then uh, Rainbow in the Dark, Ronnie James Dio. So... The- uh, this is a Paris, Illinois playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah. The one, the, uh, I'm super glad you said rat. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I was going to say, if he doesn't say rat, yeah. there's something wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about, would you consider Skid Row? Um, uh, I'm just showing my Midwest roots. Yeah, right what was, was Sebastian Bach? Sebastian Bach. I'm Sebastian talking about 18 Bach. in life. Yeah. Remember that song? Oh, might man, I, might I put it, let me put it down as a question. You're, right, you're the music ask, expert. Here we go. Uh, a- a- 18 in life to go right there. Put that, or it's just 18 in life. And then Quiet Riot, should we do that or no? Quiet Riot. You know Riot, what I realized? You know what I realized? Because the other thing, we, I, I get enough, uh, I don't know, grief or just, uh, just comments like, why don't you have more women on the show? I looked at this list. I was like, there's not one... So it's like I gotta throw some heart in here or some Oh heart, yes. And somebody wanted me to put in Joan Jett and I said, No, how about Lita Ford? Lita Ford, Ooh. yes. What was that song she did with Ozzy Osbourne? I don't know, but Kyle's over here. Look, Kyle Lucas in the room sitting over here. He's like, like Who's who Lita Ford? You don't do you people? know who Lita Ford is? <laughs> Bro. I know. Oh, wait, wait, he wait. He knows heart. That's good. No, this might be too light. What about Pat Benatar? Yeah. It, they, they play her a I lot. Mean, of, it, okay. it, it, but I wasn't that into that. That's all right. But that's, that's, so that, that's what, you know, that's how off. It's okay. It's, it's, it, every, that's the thing about music. And that's why I love there. Even as a producer, there are things I don't know about. And that's even part of why, you know, me signing this young producer that yep. I did, he's on top of all that shit. Yep. The new shit. I mean, I, I turned 40, you know, last year. Is that, cause I'm afraid to say I turned 41 in May. Yes. Uh, so, but signing someone younger that's on top of what, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm hip to that. I mean, I still listen to stuff that I loved when I listened to Pennywise. 
Yeah. Which was a huge punk band in the nineties yeah. that no, you when you in the, the podcast I listened to, to you, you you talked about your dad, you said your dad gave you a VHS tape of that Metallica doc. Probably one of the original you know docu- rock documentary. And yeah. you were you were and you know, obviously people watch that documentary and they're looking at Lars Ulrich and James Hatfield and but you were obsessed with the, the producer who was who was sitting there at the at the controls. I did I was and it it was that you know around that time when I said, you know, I wanted to be an artist, like my brother, and decided, like, I can't do this. But then it was right around that time, you know, my dad bought me this documentary. I don't think he really knew what it did for me. Um, He didn't really live to see what it did for me. But it really did. I just saw this one was like, this is, that's what I want to do. And it's weird because in retrospect, even my best friends now will tell me, like, you were, like, 14 years old and said, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And you 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 do it, right? Which they find is crazy yeah. to me. It's like we still got work to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not at that level right. yet. But. And not to bring up more personal stuff, but I just, I think it's I think it's significant for the audience listening yeah. that that you because you bring up your dad. We've talked about your mother who was was uh, murdered when you were three. Your dad took his own life. Yes. Short, were you you just gotten out of high school? I think um, I was about or, to graduate college. About to graduate yeah. college, and he. So this this whole story is just is heavy. It is, you know, but I I didn't grow up with my dad. He mm. was kind of a. It, I don't mean to say this in a bad way because I loved him mm. and he was a good guy, but he was like a birthday Christmas kind yeah. of dad. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's when I'd see him. Mm. Um, so he wasn't around much. Um, he had other kids. They he had, had half kids. siblings. I had I have a older brother, mm. oldest brother, mm. and I had two younger brothers. I don't talk about them um, too much. They passed away as well. Mm. One from alcoholism, one from a drug overdose. Wow. This is why I avoid alcohol and drugs for the most part. Wow. Because I'm scared of that shit. Yeah. Um, and they, they all lived in Paris, Illinois. Um, they actually uh, lived in Clinton, Indiana. Okay. It's more small town than Paris. Yeah. Every state so, has a Clinton, too. Well, it's basically if you took Paris, shrunk it down maybe 75%. Moved it over to the Indiana border. Yeah, you got Clinton, Indiana. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, my my dad. Well, a lot um, of loss here in this story. Your yeah. Dad's wife. So for, I don't know how close you were with your stepmom, but she. Loses, we, we we're still in contact. Yeah. She loses her husband. She loses two children. Yeah. Um. I didn't know that. Um. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't talk about it a lot, and it was actually not included in my book. Mm-hmm. Um. The editors, I think, felt it wasn't totally necessary, mm-hmm. and maybe something for another book. Um, but yeah, my my dad was, you know, he battled alcoholism mm-hmm. uh, for a long time, and he cleaned up when I was in college, which was great. And then he relapsed, and it just, I think that relapse really escalated quickly mm-hmm. and culminated um, in suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if, I mean, I mean, obviously you, you and your brother are born um, the way you were born. I mean, you know, you know, for any parent, right, that you're thinking, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be, I mean, being a parent's tough, period. Yeah. But then uh, a child or two with a disability, boy, you re- it must test, really. I mean, your grandmother, I mean, I don't know why your dad was or, was or wasn't involved. Right. I don't know if it was because of his own struggles or because it, it was so daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it, w- it was not. I I think if I, if I may, because it's one thing that a lot of the media and my family has had a problem with when I talk about, 
because I never had a problem with my dad. Because when I got, when I was young, you know, when you're a kid, like, why doesn't my dad want to be around me? What it, when you get older, you think about it. You're like two kids with a disability. My dad was young. I'm his third kid. Third. Mm. He was 23. Wow. When he had me. Wow. And my oldest brother is six years older than me. Wow. So do the math. My dad was 16. Yeah. Having kids. Yeah. So when I was 23, I could barely take care of myself. Yeah. Let alone two kids, you know. So when my mom passed, I mean, as I got older, it made sense. Yeah. He did what he thought was best, you know. So I think I gave up um, being mad about that yeah. when I was in college. It was like, I get it. Your mother, this is totally, uh, this maybe not necessary, but because uh, when I looked up, I don't know where I saw the article, but there was a photo of your mother. Yeah. Oh, Kyle, Lucas. Kyle Lucas. Kyle Lucas. Have you seen Simon's mother? You seen the picture in my living room? She is absolutely. I mean, that's a number one stunner. I mean, that's yeah. she's a ten. Oh yeah, dude. I have a picture of her in my. No, that. Wait, I, you, I had to take another look. I was like, what? What? Whoa. Wait, you want to hear the? She was ab. I have to tell you the weirdest story, and this is wow. this is probably why Kyle knows what she looks like. And this is weird, is when I, I went back home several years ago, my grandfather passed. Now this might not to confuse everyone. It's my grandfather on my mother's side. Right. This is why it's weird. My grandmother on my dad's side, my families were separated. They didn't really consort or hang or out. Co-mingle. Right. So I go to visit her since I was in, uh, out there in the Midwest. Weirdly, this is so weird. She says, I have something for you I've saved since your mother was 18. Hmm. It was a senior picture, of my, like a big one, the one in my living room, Kyle. Senior picture of my mother. She kept... From when they were de- they were together, my mom and dad. She goes, I've kept this for you all these years. Wow. She kept it for like 18 years for me. Which is weird because I've seen her in those 18 years. And she goes, I think you should have this. I'm going to find this picture. And it was amazing. So yeah, I hung that up. That's, that thing is up in my living room. I mean, gorgeous. Oh yeah, I brag. I'm like, this is where I got most of my looks. The, yeah, this is where I got, you... I got my eyelashes from my mother, which is sometimes not a cool thing for a guy to say, but... Girls are like, I love your eyelashes. I can't find the photo, but it, it, it I, when I, I'll have to post one on the internet, it, I just mean, so people can see my mom. So gorgeous, yeah. There, yeah, my same photo. That is the one, man. It is, and I'm telling you, this was this is off. Well, this is a document. This was done a few two thousand, almost ten years, more than ten years ago. That uh, yeah. they did a documentary about you. Um. And it's on YouTube, so and I make this mistake all the time, as you well know, that I talk about stuff and people are like, uh, yeah, I'll go look on YouTube. But um, <laughs> at one point, we'll be sophisticated enough, we'll have this stuff reside somewhere so people can find it. But wow, great yeah. lady. Let's talk about, because uh, you, obviously you were raised Brad Gilbert, not mm-hmm. the tennis player, but, but right. you got... I played tennis in college. I used to tell people I was in college on a track scholarship, by the way. <laughs> that was gets a few laughs. Yeah. that wheelchair, I've given it an yeah. extra charge and... Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Is that um, a basketball? <laughs> but so work, and I was just trying to think, how how do you get the name Simon Illa? This is an easy one. This is, somebody gave, <laughs> they gave you the name. because Somebody did. Um, when I was in college, people, call, okay, this is hilarious. Late 90s, Brad G. That was the thing. Warren G. Because oh, you remember? started, you were Brad G. I was Brad Gilbert, so it's like, or. Somebody called me Baby Dre back in the day because they said my production sounded like Dr. Dre, which was flattering. 
Then it became Brad G. And then nobody would remember my name. Nobody. I was like, this is not going to work. Uh, <laughs> they're like, Brad, Bradley Gilbert, the producer. Um, so one of my good friends, um, Kayende, he's an artist that I worked with. Um, he also went to Indiana State. He, um, we were hanging out in my office. This is probably 1999. And he's hounding me about this movie, Simon Birch. Have you ever seen this movie? No. Okay. I know about it because I read about it, but I, I, okay. I haven't seen it. Well, everybody needs to go see the movie Simon Birch. And I hadn't okay. seen it yet either. <clears throat> he said, uh, you need to see this movie Simon Birch. You are just like this guy. Okay. He goes, okay, there may have been a little marijuana involved in this because everybody was kind In the movie? Or no. no. <laughs> but in, in the, in the uh, conversation. Yeah. So it became, it was, uh, he's like, you remind me of Simon. But you're ill. You're Simon, but Illa. Illa. He goes, Simon Illa. And that's literally how it was born. Simon. I said, that's the best name ever for a producer. Yeah. And it's like sick. But see, I think we did a t-shirt run last year that said Simon Illa. And the ill part would glow in the dark. But it was the old term ill, meaning dope or cool. Before dope, right. Right. Which is a tough word for me to say. But yeah, I I understand. So yeah, but but it, it, I did put it on my Instagram uh, the other day. I got some, I got some interesting feedback. Wait, no, you no. Yeah, let's keep interesting going. feedback on the internet. What? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not like so I ill, yeah, but ill was the predecessor so to ill, that's dope, right? And all these things became like symbolic for me. Where it was like, I did watch the movie Simon Birch. I have a lot of parallels in my life. Um, and then it was like, ill was just a dope way to pardon the word again it was a cool way to say to like almost flip the word yeah you know because people are like oh this poor guy it's like what do you mean poor guy like i got a good life like yeah. i got a nice apartment i'm record producer i got cool friends i do cool shit you know like yeah. i'm flipping the word right you know what i mean so it's like when people i mean the, the landscape is changing because of the internet but it's it all becomes a way to prove to people, like, watch what I'm doing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Right. That's been my whole life. Um, it's like, people say I can't say I can't do that, watch me do it. Yeah. That's so inspiring. That's just... So let's, talk, let's talk about that word in the next podcast. Inspiring? <laughs> it drives me nuts, yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're not a fan. Only, I'll put it this way. I, see, coming from you, I... Understand, but I think I can. You know, you me. keep going, but I want to. I, I, I think I know where you Keep going. I, you, I, you know me. Mm. If Kyle, if Kyle would say it, which we kind of say it as a joke because I always find it a weird word. Yeah. But if someone knows me, yeah, it, it's fine. If they know, oh, you grew up in Paris, small town. Everybody stays there. They don't, you know, get out. You got out. You're doing some shit. Cool. Right. But if they just see me on the street, you're so inspired. Why? Right. Cause I, cause I, I have the will to live. Like that's fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> but somebody said. So I've had people, Lance. If you heard some of the things I've heard people say, yeah. it's astonishing. I'm like, oh, it's so good you're getting out. Getting out. Yeah. Like, a fucking caged animal. Like what? You know, I, I was in the home. <laughs> I escaped. Like I was joked. I tweeted one time. I had a doctor's appointment. You know how we do when we get older. We gotta go to the doctor, get the blood drawn. You know. Yeah. So I was out in the neighborhood at the hospital. I was like, 
I wonder if someone's going to call about an escaped patient. You know what I mean? If I'm right. just out roaming the neighborhood near the hospital, like, I got out, you know? Right. No, I, the, 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 I hear, I mean, look, <clears throat> I mean, my story was, 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 was one that I think people related to and, and the cancer side of it and, and yeah. overcoming that. And, and I would hear that. And you're, I think you're right. I, I, you know, you'd hear that and be like, very different situation from you, but it's, um, the part of me is like, oof, like I'm not, I, I either, either I feel a lot more normal than that. Yeah. Or I'm not sure that I'm truly worthy of that. I don't know what it was, but it was, I hear you. Yeah, that was it's, that. It's, it's more of like, like I said, it's it's not just because people see your situation. Like, that's so, ins- it's like, I mean, there, there are people, you know, if they have a disability or whatever, there are people that are non-disabled that inspire me. It's, it's it, it should be for what people have done, mm. not for a coincidence. I was born this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm inspired. I didn't really have a choice. Right. I don't mean that in a sad way. Okay, well then here, let's go there you with know? it. Let's. What about your grandmother? Like, I, I would, I would say that that is that's an inspiration. Like, she wasn't born. She was sort of thrust into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, she was a strong woman. Yeah, I mean, clearly. she raised kids. I mean, here's another book, and you'll probably say you didn't know this. I don't think I wrote about this in my book. Maybe I did. Three out of four of my grandmother's children died. Three out of four. Wow. That's a strong, and then took us in. Yeah. So imagine that you lose three of your kids, you take in two more. Yeah. When no, you're yeah. in your, you know, 50s, hmm. it's crazy. No, I don't think, as a parent, I don't think anybody thinks about that or wants to think about that. My grandmother was pretty badass. Yeah. She was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is she still alive? No. She's not alive. He, he passed, ooh, maybe like 12 years ago. Hmm. But she is weird, weird and funny. She said, she always told me, she said, I'm going to be, I'm going to live to be 72. I was like, don't say that. She was, I know. That's not very old. I know. Well, in our family, it is. Um, she said, I'm going to live to be 72. My mother died at 72. My grandmother died at 72. My grandmother made it to 73. <laughs> so I always thought, I was like, well, you made it to 72. And then she passed after that. People do that. They like set that goal, you know, or, themselves out. Yeah. yeah, it's like, or if they're sick, and you know, they they have these uh, th- these finish lines that they just have to get to. It could be a holiday, it could be a graduation, it could be a birthday, it could be an anniversary. So they th- these milestones are these important moments in their life, and you see it all the time. And they make it, and then, then done. Boom. Yeah. Man, she was she was a good lady. Oh, very selfless. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Which was cool though because she sheltered us, but I think because I mean I loved her dearly. I didn't want her to worry, but I really had a hard time breaking her heart, which I did a lot by just breaking out, like traveling by myself and yeah. doing all this shit. You know that people were like, "You shouldn't do. You let him do." She's like, "I let him find his own limits." Yeah, which I thanked her for. Right. So she hadn't, dude. I, I don't know if you saw the old picture. I used to ride a skateboard sitting on it. I rode, rode a big wheel bike. I'd climb furniture. I was a wild kid. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just how I was, you know, but she let me do it. You she rode a like skateboard a, down the sidewalk or like a skateboard? Down up? the sidewalk, in the school parking lot, down ramps, down just dumb, wild shit, and never got hurt once doing it. I was going to say, the person that can break, you look at a bone and break the bone. It, I would break a bone doing dumb shit. That was always, you know, falling off the dining or the 
kitchen table or not the kitchen table, but I think I climbed onto a coffee table in our living room, fell off, huh. like broke my arm, just dumb shit. Like it was always the embarrassing stuff. Yeah. It was never a cool story. Like I was riding my skateboard, broke my ankle. No, it's like I fell off a coffee table, yeah. broke my arm. And when you did the book, you you had somebody help you write the book. Um, I wrote it. You wrote, yeah. It, Oh, all of it just took a year. I'm so painstaking. I mean, I Discipline. can't imagine. Like, any book I've ever done, and any book that I will do, there's going to be somebody else. You know. I just had this, you know, I didn't even know where to start. And um, people were just like, just think of stories. Yep. Take it by subject if you want. Yep. And just be disciplined about it, you know. So you just um, sit at the computer and every it out. Every week, 2,000 to 2,500 words. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm a quick Shit. typer. I'm a quick typer. Um, it took me a year. It took me um, 13 months to write it, writing once a week and another four or five months. Uh, yeah. I did get some people to edit it, yeah, and they yeah. made it sound way better. Um, but yeah, that was We uh, talked about it. It was a few months ago, but I talked about it in the intro of one did. of Thank I don't, I don't so remember much. which podcast it was, but I'm going to talk about it again right now. So the, the title of the book is Tracking Identity, yep. a memoir by Brad Gilbert. Have you ever looked at your Amazon, or your sales page on Amazon, or the page on Amazon? You, the the it's five stars. The reviews Is are five, all oh. all all reviews are five stars. Oh, so that's nice. There's not a sixth star. Okay, so that's they made an event one just, for my you're, book. You're you're uh you're batting a thousand there. Okay. Um, but when I read the when I talked about it and I read this this um this sort of intro to it or this description of the book, I mean, we got a lot of emails. Uh, yeah. About it. Was really, I think we may have seen a little bump in the in the uh, you know the dope yeah the wake of that. Ill. That's Ill. That. That's it so is Ill. Ill. Yes, and I appreciate. You can't that. change that your was... name like Simon. You know now that Ill is sort of old school and Dope is new school. You can't don't go to Simon Dope or anything. Simon Dopa. No, it's not. No. Sense, no. no, you got it now. You already have it. Going back to Brad G. <laughs> Start playing tennis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. are you the tennis player? You're like, yes, yes. Yep. Wait till you meet me. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a couple yeah. minutes. What do you, what's next? What do you got? You got, uh, I, I, um, I saw it because on SoundCloud, you've got, or from your site, to go to SoundCloud, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of, I see you've got this country guy you've been working with. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, which I didn't know you did any country. Well, see, this is the ironic thing about the name Simon Illa. People pit me in a corner. Yeah. And, uh, some of the biggest records I've had in the past few years amongst, like, the Kyle Lucas stuff, um, you know, is uh, uh, Nate Curran, who's a folk singer. Huh. Um, he did, I think he toured, and I've done 200 dates in a year. Wow. He bought an RV, sold his house, and toured for a year straight. Sold more records independently than most of my clients. Yeah, but um, that's hustling. That's really hustling. Oh, it's real hustling. I mean, that's what you got to do now. But there's, you know, I, I produce a lot of outside the genre. Um, that most people expect, but yeah. um, Casey Durhack is a, a country singer from Nashville that I'm producing, of course. Um, uh, you know, always doing new stuff with Kyle. Um, I kind of expanded my business a bit since I'm now managing Lorenzo Gaddy, yeah, right? And um, we're we're doing other things like post production music for. We did a bunch of music for MTV, yeah. recently, and a couple other shows. Sweet. Like, so we're just as the music industry record sales kind of tank still, yeah. everything is about touring and licensing. Yeah. That's where you got to be now. Yeah. So we're working on that. Um, I'm 
pondering an app idea, um, which I don't want to talk about yet. Uh, so I might snatch the idea. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't, yeah. don't, don't talk so, about it. You'll be, you will be editing yourself out yeah, if you talk like, about I'll it. Just cut myself out you can say whatever you want oh, because I you're can. the guy that at the oh, end of the day that gets to say, yeah, I'm gonna take that out. You could take out half of this thing, and I, you know, I re- you wouldn't even know. Uh, well, I might not. I'm but. kidding. I wouldn't do <laughs> it that way. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's you know. Being philosophical again, adaptation in this business is is key. Yeah, you know, it's like when record sales started going down the tubes. It's like, okay, well, what what else? How else can we make a living? Right. because it's it's all like, how do you make a living out of it's art? Crazy. I mean, think it's about. A, I mean, crazy. the way people vilified Napster back <laughs> in the day. I mean, it was you'd have thought that that Sean Parker was like Ed Snowden, or, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a fan of both of them. Yeah. So I'm not, but I mean, it was like this guy needs to be put in jail, and that's, I mean, fast forward ten years, like, oh, that's that's how we all get everything now, and yep. we don't pay for anything, and we didn't steal anything, and we, I mean, seemingly overnight. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I remember when the, the transition started, and um, even when I moved to Atlanta, um, almost ten years ago, and people were like, oh, you're Simon, like, I heard this record you did. I'm like, oh, you, you went out and got it. Like, oh, no, a friend gave it to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, right. oh, you don't realize that like, you just took, even if it's a quarter out of my pocket, but it adds up, you know, and, and the <clears throat> streaming services need to, I hope they would get their stuff together. Yeah. Well, you better, know, it's interesting because so. we were talking about your book. I mean, in the uh, people, for the most part, still buy books. Yep. But somebody will buy a book. And they'll love the book. And what do they do? They don't put it on their shelf for nobody else to ever read again. What do they do? They go, hey, man, check out this book I just yep. read. And they hand them the book. Yep. So that's just what happened with your CD or whatever. Like, And then that person loves it. And they're like, yo, my friend gave me this book. I just read it. It's amazing. Boom. On the third on. person. Yep. So it never just like gets burned or goes and sits on the shelf. Like It just gets passed around. It, it does, and which is, which is good and bad, but it also leads to, um, you know, um, the thing where merch, merch is key for everyone now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure you see it too. You know, yeah. artists that I work with, their tour and tour merchandise is probably their number one. Yeah. And I mean, when you Kyle would agree, I mean, people want yeah. T-shirts. They want. I mean, yeah. Kanye West. I mean, it, I took my kids to see Kanye at the, yeah. in Austin. It did eight hundred thousand dollars that night in merch. And that's one. I mean, the but, lines at the merch table. Simon, yeah. I'm telling you, th- th- I was like, whoa, oh, what I know. are they selling it. over here? I see it at shows I go to for <laughs> artists that I work with. By like, the way, a bunch of white kids standing around just like oh, yeah. ringing up 800 grand. I'm like. Yeah. And it, But that's what fascinates me even as being a producer. Um, you know, not at that Kanye level, but it fascinates me. People buy a Simon Hill shirt. Yeah. We sell a ton of Simon Hill shirts. I'm like, Good. y'all want a shirt I never my got name one. Up? You never gave me one. Um, I can get you one. Okay, thank you. Size large. Okay, I was actually gonna Are ask. They soft. I was gonna ask. They're pretty. Soft. I want the glow in the dark kind. You want the glow? Oh, see if I got a large in that. But we're about to do a new run. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, which is actually gonna be like a sports jersey, I think. Which okay. is the irony of it. Okay. Yeah. In a wheelchair with a sports jersey. Simon, thank you. Thanks for coming on, coming down, getting up early. Oh man, it's been awesome. Yeah. I'm Thanks for all your hard work. Thank you for all your uh, the plugs you give me man it's awesome plus well, I most of the plugs are when i fuck something up and i'm like oh, simon take this out yeah da, da. in some of the intros i'm like uh hang on hang on hang on let me find it let me find it i'm <laughs> like, like and then like, like two minutes go by i'm like oh, okay i found it here you go now start again so 
But you go, oh, yeah, um, I'm so sorry, Simon. I'm sorry. Or the, the other one, like, is the lean back and, like, oh, don't, don't worry, Simon. He'll, he'll cut all this out. It's, it's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's what. Eric, I love it. No, it's good. Because yeah. sometimes I'm like, does he want, like, does he want the organic thing in there? Like, what do I do? do I, no, I don't know. As soon as he you says, know what? Simon cut you, this out. You know what? Gone. You make the call. You're the producer. You make the call. Oh, I appreciate if that. It, and if I, it's funny or cute well, or there, makes there was, sense. There or, was one or two that I did because I thought, I was like, this is kind of funny. Yeah. Like, if it's, if it's, uh, if it plays into it. Yeah. Like, you know, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to question that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Forward Podcast. Like, uh, like I said at the top of the show, if you have anything you want to say, if you have a suggestion, please, God knows I need suggestions, um, or questions, or concerns, or criticisms, or whatever, let me know. Send me an email. Send it to theforwardpodcast at wedosport.com. I know it's long. I know it's a little confusing. The forward podcast at we do w-e-d-u sport singular.com the forward podcast at we do sport.com 